0: You're listening to Winning Season, the podcast for women leaders who work within male-dominated industries. Hold up. Yeah, that's almost every industry. But listen, on this podcast, we talk about tools, tips, techniques so that we can thrive in our work environments and we share our secrets to success. That's why we call it Winning Season. My name is Jacqueline Twilley, president of ZeroGap.co and best-selling author. I'm your host, and I'm excited that you're here for today's conversation. Winning season, family. What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? How are you hanging in there? I hope you're well. So... I have been really focused on making sure I'm recharging and not burning out. I find that in this stay-at-home environment and we're kind of open, kind of closed, cases are spreading, um, it can be draining. So I have been drinking a lot of water, eating my vegetables. Doing healthy stuff and making sure that I'm recharging as often as possible. And for me, that is reading a good book. For those of you who are current and past clients of Zero Gap, we just finished our book club, The Five A.M. Club by Robin Sharma, and that book was so phenomenal. During the book club discussion, we talked about the getting up early in the morning and that 202020 method. So if you haven't read that book, I suggest that you check it out. It's a really fascinating book. Um, Our consensus was that the audio book was really exciting. Now the physical book is still good, but to hear the story being told in audio format was very entertaining. So check that book out. Our next book is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And if you are a current or past clients of Zero Gap, you will get the email invitation for July's book club. So go ahead and check that book out. In addition to reading and drinking my water, eating healthy, I have been FaceTiming with my family, which is one of my favorite, favorite things to do. My nieces and nephews, they are hilarious. They have really fun personalities and it's just a I always get a kick out of talking to them because they always say something so fun. My three-year-old niece is gonna be a comedian. Like she already has this amazing sense of humor that makes us all crack up. And at any given day, she'll just say something so random and all you can do is smile and laugh, which we all need all the smiles and laughter and goodness in our lives. So I am just really sitting in a place of gratitude, even though it's chaos and things are hitting the fan and things are tough and challenging and people are losing their jobs. And, you know, things are slow for some people, but there is still a lot to be grateful for, especially when we have our health and our well-being and we know that we can make it to the next day. This episode that y'all are about to listen to, listen, this is a winning season episode where we are celebrating a woman who is just doing phenomenal work and you get to hear her story. And I've known our guest for a few years, I have followed her journey. I am a true, true fan of her work. You hear me fangirl out a little bit in the conversation. And so we're going to be talking to. Rochelle Porter in this episode. Before I get to that, I want to give a spotlight, a golden shout out to one of our clients at Zero Gap who recently secured her first management role in a different state than what she lives in. And she reached out to us at Zero Gap about six months ago for some career strategy and support and It is so amazing that in six months, she was able to accomplish this goal. Now, for some people, it takes longer. For some people, it takes less. So I wanted to shout out Jasmine because Jasmine is a bright star. You recently saw her shout out inside of the Winning Season Facebook group, and you probably saw the video testimonial that she posted. And I'm so proud of Jasmine because Jasmine did everything right. A lot of people will... Um, start and stop. They'll do some of the things and then they'll stop and then they'll pick back up. And so they lose momentum. Even with the pandemic, Jasmine did not lose her momentum. She kept going. We paused like that first couple of weeks when things were like, whoa, and, and everything was shutting down. And then we got a strategy together and we kept going. And the true testament to Jasmine's winning season success of her landing her first management role and securing a role out of state and moving to this dream city that she wants to live in was her consistency in doing the work. Anytime I gave her uh, suggestions or advice, she did it. Even inside of our group coaching program, she works in the medical field. She was still sending in her questions if she couldn't join us live. She was watching all of the pre-recorded sessions and coming back with any questions. And I just admire her drive. So shout out to Jasmine. It is your winning season, girl. I'm so proud of you. I know this is just the beginning of many, many more amazing things because you are the type of woman who gets things done. You are a shining star in the winning season community. So thank you for taking action. Thank you for believing in yourself, for investing in yourself. And I'm so happy to see you reap the rewards. All right, y'all, so if you're in the Winning Season Facebook group, please give Jasmine some love and a shout out. Now, our guest today is also in the Winning Season Facebook group, and I want to tell you a little bit about Rochelle Porter. She is the founder of Rochelle Porter Design, which is an Atlanta-based lifestyle brand specializing in vibrant and happy home decor and fashion textiles derived from the founder's original artwork. And she tells us how this started when she was a kid. Also, she also gives us some insight that this was not her dream job. So that's exciting to hear that you can do something and be fulfilled and be successful in it, even if you didn't dream of doing this your entire life. So at Rochelle Porter Design, they're proving that sustainability can be stylish. And y'all, her pieces are so fly. The brand's eclectic travel pouches, throw pillows, and mobile accessories are ethically made with high quality organic and eco-friendly materials. And the brand aims to design the flyest possible products while doing the least possible harm. So let me tell you about Rochelle. We met, I want to say like five years ago when I lived in Atlanta. And from day one that I met Rochelle, she has just been a vibrant being and I love her energy. Rochelle has never met a blank surface that she did not want to draw on, and she's going to talk about that inside the episode. She's a lifelong lover of global design traditions and the Atlanta-based artist, which is Rochelle. She takes hues from the breezy hues of her Caribbean roots, the stark simplicity of Scandinavian design and the bold geometrics of West African weaves to create vibrant, eye-catching textiles for home decor and apparel markets. Her travel-inspired patterns feature joyful, unexpected bursts of color, and classic motifs with a fresh modern twist. Upon learning of the unethical and environmentally hazardous labor practices of today's globalized fast fashion industry, Rochelle nearly abandoned her dream of becoming a designer. I'm so glad she didn't. That is, until she figured out that style could also be sustainable. So combining her passion for patterns with commitment to responsibility she formed Rochelle Porter designs which again is the lifestyle brand and her tagline is designed for abundant living y'all when you see her designs you're going to get it because it is definitely joy inspired the company believes that everyone along the value chain should have the chance to live well From the farmer who picks the pesticide-free organic cotton for its textiles to the customer who puts them on her sofa. RPD prioritizes fair pay, environmentally safe manufacturing, and the use of allergy-free organic and recycled materials whenever possible. Y'all, this is so fun for me to talk to Rochelle because like I said, I'm a fan of hers We're going to talk about this in the episode, but as a result of the current environment, Rochelle Porter Designs is also offering masks. So if you want a very stylish, fun, and sassy mask, you'll have to check her out. The links are inside of the Winning Season Facebook group, as well as in the show notes for today's episode. All right, y'all, dig into this episode and hop into the Winning Season Facebook group and let me know what you think. It is that time again for us to have a great conversation with an amazing woman. We have Rochelle Porter, who is on the podcast with us today. Rochelle, welcome to Winning Season, the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, and I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited, too. So let's hop right into it. Tell us more about yourself beyond your Instagram profile.
1: Okay, so I'm Rochelle Porter. I'm the founder and creative director of Rochelle Porter Design. Um, So even though my full time job now is as an artist and designer, I never, ever, ever wanted to do this, ever. Um, I have no formal art training, um, didn't go to school for it, um, didn't really know this field even existed until my 30s. But here I am, and um, I really couldn't imagine doing anything else right now.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know that you had no desire to do this. So, a little bit of context, and I'm so happy you're doing this because your work is so dope and so amazing. When we met, I want to say over five years ago in Atlanta, I knew you Mm -hmm. as a woman in tech, but also you were into textiles. So tell us a little bit about your story. How Mm -hmm. did you get inspired to move into this work?
1: Okay, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version because that could take forever. (laughs) But um, basically, I always say, I've never met a blank surface I didn't want to draw on. So from the time I could pick up a pen, pencil, paintbrush, I drew on everything. So um, from, you know, scraps of paper to, you know, when you got the pantyhose back in the day and they had like the, that kind of cardstock in there, yes. that, that little flat sheet of cardstock. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I used to draw on that, Yeah. you know, when my mom bought pantyhose, so I was just obsessed. But, um, that was just a thing that I did. I never thought anything of it. Um I was also you know raised in a traditional you know West Indian immigrant family, so you you know you come here, you go to school, you get a good job, so on and so forth. So it's like it was cool that I did art, but nobody ever took it seriously or fostered it or anything like that. So it was never even an option in my mind um Yeah, so I went to college, I double majored in English and history, you know, much to the chagrin of my traditional West Indian family. (laughs) Because, you know, everybody's like, what are you going to do with that? Like, what kind of job are you going to get? So, Uh um, ironically, my, yeah, so, You know, I think I internalized that, and that's how I ended up being a computer programmer for my first job out of college, which sounds bizarre, and it is, (laughs) and I can't even imagine doing that now, but it was basically, to date myself a little bit, um, I graduated in 1999 from undergrad, and that was when the whole Y2K hysteria was happening, if you remember that.
0: Yes, yes,
1: girl. I'm like, do you remember that? okay I, <laughs> it was a long time ago so, and I'm, I'm old. okay so um so all these companies you know these huge banking companies these like fortune 10 companies were hiring quote-unquote promising liberal arts graduates to do COBOL programming which COBOL is like an ancient computer language that all the old mainframe computers were programmed in and at the time like everybody who knew COBOL was either dead or really old. So they needed to train up a new crop of people. So I got in a training program for this huge, you know, like fortune 10, fortune 20 company. And um, I worked there for about a year and a half and I absolutely hated it. Hated everything about it, (laughs) Um, even though it made my family really proud because they could say I worked at this company and I made this salary and I had my little apartment in New York and everything seemed hunky-dory on the outside, but I was miserable. So on a whim, I took this class at FIT. Um, It was like just a three-day course, like intro to fashion design. And I just thought it would be fun. So I went to the first class, everything was fine went to the second class and the instructor told us that if we wanted to get our designs made, we'd have to go to China. So immediately I'm thinking, okay, China, um, human rights violations, child labor, pollution, like all this stuff that I was not about at all. So I just kind of didn't bother to go back to the third class and forgot about it completely. So, just kind of it wasn't even a dream at the time for me, but I gave up anything having to do with art or design. Um, so fast forward twelve years later, I have a series of corporate jobs that I'm miserable at. Um, so it's not that I was so entrepreneurial per se. I just knew that I couldn't work for somebody else for the rest of my life. I didn't know what that would look like or you know what form it would take. I just knew that I had to do something else. So all this stuff kept happening at the same time and it was kind of a perfect storm. But um a couple of things were turning points for me. A, I started to learn about sustainable fashion. So, you know, there was a lot of news coming out about fashion companies that were not ruining the environment or exploiting workers or, you know, all the things we know about now with the fast fashion industry. So I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. You know, that's great that they're making strides in the industry. Um, another thing that happened was I was taking this class and this girl that I did not know at all kind of came up to me and she was like, you know, I feel like there's something that you picked up a long time ago, but you put down because you didn't think it could happen. But I feel like God wants you to pick it back up again. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that could literally be anything because I picked up so much stuff in the past 12 years. So I'm like, okay, thanks. And just kind of brushed it off. And then it just kept happening over and over again, like all these signs. So, like, I was in line getting on a flight at delta and the delta agent looks at my passport and she's like your name sounds like a clothing line and i'm like okay so after that happened you know maybe like 20 times in a year i was like okay god i'm listening like what's really going on So just started exploring it more, um, went to some trade shows. I found out that there was something called surface pattern design, which is what I had been doing all my life, but didn't know it. Um, Basically when you go to Target or wherever and you see prints on clothing, on coffee cups, greeting cards, wallpaper, what have you, somebody had to design that. So anything that has a surface that has a design on it You know, was done by a surface pattern designer. So I was like, oh, this is actually a thing. So I explored it and kind of put my foot in and came up with a line of organic cotton throw pillows. That was kind of my first foray into it. And Uh here we are today. Yeah. So we've expanded to other products. I have an active line. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. I was just about to get into that. All of your oh, no, I was just saying. products that you have. Yes. Um, so tell us more about your products.
1: Sure. So um, like I said, we started out with the, um, the home decor line. And part of the reason behind that was because it was just throw pillows. And a throw pillow is a, a square. <laughs> you don't have to worry about fit or sizing or anything like that. And I was very green at the time. I knew not a whole lot about the fashion industry. So I was like, let me start out easy. Um so the throw pillows went well. Um we actually had several pop-up shops at West Elm and other stores around the country. We got a little bit of media coverage at the time. But my passion was always clothing. So um eventually, you know, started doing my research on that and I debuted a line of women's activewear last year. So it's been a little under a year since we've had that line. And now, given the current climate, I'm also making masks (laughs) with my custom fabric. So that was an unexpected pivot as well.
0: So y'all have to go to Instagram. I'm going to drop her handle inside of the Winning Season Facebook group, as well as in the show notes um bro porter design because her prints are so phenomenal and so bright and cheerful and i'm just so excited and the masks are dope like if you're not if you don't want to wear those little flimsy blue hospital masks <laughs> you definitely need to check out um these so i want to talk about your winning season and what that looks like recently you have been featured in hgtv pop sugar Forbes, essence l decor and so many other uh, major media platforms tell us about that experience what does it feel like and how does it impact your business
1: um, so it's very recent, so it feels pretty surreal right now, <laughs> but, um, at the same time, it's not completely unexpected. Like this was my goal when I went into business, you know, like yes. I should be in HDTV. I should be in, know, uh, and it's not, that's not of arrogance or hubris, but it's like, I had a goal, you know, I, yes. I knew what, what I wanted my business to look like and I envisioned that And for a long time, that didn't happen, you know, it was like crickets, you know, and it was very discouraging for year after year after year to, you know, really be putting in the work, you know, especially um, I was working full-time in my corporate job until the beginning of this year. So, you know, it can be disheartening just to be in that grind and not seeing any traction, but um, it's been a huge blessing. It's very surreal. And a lot of it, Actually, has come out of the current climate. Um, You know, we've recently had, you know, the George Floyd incident. We've had Breonna Taylor. We've had the Ahmaud Arbery killing at the same time. So, you know, the mainstream has kind of finally started to wake up to the fact that racism exists. (laughs) You know, systemic racism. In fact, Uh so I think these major mainstream publications are really making a concerted effort to amplify black voices and highlight black brands and what i'm seeing and you know a lot of my designer friends are seeing are the fruits of that which i think is great um but time will tell as to whether it's just kind of a pr moment and a passing mm-hmm. fad or an actual commitment to change but um it's been yeah, really great for me for the past you know, I would say month or so, and I've definitely seen an increase in sales and followers as a result of that.
0: That it's amazing how you've been working hard, you've been planning for this, and it took this unfortunate series of injustices right. to fight your business and. Mm-hmm. I love that you said, I want to go back to what you said. I have a note here that you mentioned, this was your intent. Mm -hmm. You wanted to be featured in these places. And I think that's so important when we talk about winning season, uh, women working in male dominated spaces, that we have to be intentional about the things that we do and Mm -hmm. actually walk boldly in that success. And not even apologize for achieving what you've been working for because you have been working your butt off um, on this. So if you don't mind, take us to how you set your goals for your business. Um, Not the nitty gritty. I don't, don't want you to get into any financials. But in terms of what you envision for your designs and the evolution of your brand.
1: Um, Like I said in the beginning, I literally never had any intention of being in this industry in the first place. So when I got clear on what I really wanted and the fact that I really did want to do this, um, I knew that I didn't really have an option but to be successful at it. Um, When you find out that something is really not just, you know, a career that you like or something that's fun to do, but it's really your purpose. Um, you take that a lot more seriously and you're a lot more intentional with it. Um, as much as I love art and design, um, my business is really bigger than that. I mean, I I am where I am now, but the overall intention is to really um, create opportunities for people who otherwise wouldn't have any. Um, you know, my family is... I was born in Guyana in the Caribbean. Um, I have ties to different countries and different manufacturers in Africa as well. And I would really love to eventually have factories or manufacturing facilities there that would create jobs for people that would offer childcare to women who work there, scholarships to their kids who, you know, want to go to school and pursue their dreams. So I see it as there's a holistic picture that's much bigger than me just designing a cute pair of leggings. So it's not just me and, you know, my temporary satisfaction or my financial gain, it's a legacy that I'm building. So I really have no choice but to be intentional about my success.
0: I love that. And, you know, what I find is a common theme through successful people is that their drive, their why is tied to something much larger to them than themselves.
1: Yep, um, and
0: absolutely. I, find that to be, I find that to be especially true for women who are leaders because what they typically do is, well, we're taught as women is to take care of others, to be nurturers mm-hmm. and caretakers. And the great thing about being a nurturer and a caretaker is we get amazing things done because we're like, you know what, I'm doing this for all of us. We're all about mm-hmm. And I'm I'm so appreciative that you shared that part of your story. Are there any tools or resources that have been really pivotal for you, helping you to continue to grow?
1: Um, like Google, <laughs> yeah, <Exactly. laughs> well, not just Google, like the whole Google Suite. I use the Google Sheets, the Gmail, Google Voice. Literally, that's like they own me. At this point, but um, yeah, it's so easy to have tools at your fingertips. I work with um, a lot of vendors I work with and some clients that I'm working with from other brands right now are overseas. So it's a really great way to collaborate, you know, if you're in different time zones and different parts of the world. So I'm, I'm a Google fan.
0: I love that. I love that you said Google yeah. because for anything mm-hmm. that we do, um, it's such a good starting place. Not just the search engine, but all of the tools that you have mm-hmm. available. When you think about yeah. your current, when you think about your current role in leadership, what is it that you're most proud of at this moment?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think up to this point. I've been kind of a one-woman show, also while working a full-time job until very recently. And uh-huh. when when you're in it, you don't really see it. You're just kind of going and going and going because you have things to get done. You have deadlines. But um, I recently kind of got a chance to really look back and you know see all I was able to accomplish while you know having a full-time job. I was like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> it's kind of like I had to step out of my body to be like, wow, you know, because it's easy to get down on yourself and to look at all that didn't get done on your to-do list, but, you know, sometimes you really got to step back and pat yourself on the back and be like, I, I did that. I have a long way yes. to go, <laughs> but, uh, and I, you know, I'm in the process of, you know, engaging more contractors and eventually employees, but, For now, it's like, you know, I didn't do too bad doing it on my own for so long.
0: Man, I love that celebrating your success and part of winning season, it's a mindset, right, that Mm -hmm. we take on and we adopt that it doesn't mean perfection, but it means continuously moving towards what we want in our careers, in our lives, and celebrating the process along the way. And you're so right, Rochelle, because sometimes you get in the weeds of just, I got to do this today, I got to do this tomorrow, Mm -hmm. here's an opportunity, I need to submit this and that. So I'm glad that you are standing in your success and celebrating like, dang, I have accomplished a lot. Yes, I'm still moving forward, but I'm not going to let this moment pass. I'll be present in my current success.
1: Well, it definitely took me a while to get here, (laughs) and I definitely have my moments where I doubt it, but um, right now, and thank you for asking me that question, because it actually made me think, (laughs) and it actually gave me an opportunity to appreciate my success, so So thank you. You're welcome. Well, do
0: do more of that. Put it on your calendar at least once a quarter for you to do that and do something to celebrate, like... What I personally do is if I accomplish something big at the start of it, mm-hmm. I said like, okay, I'm going to reward myself with this. And it doesn't have to be anything like super extravagant. I remember mm-hmm. one time my reward was a Swell water bottle. Hey. But it's just like, yeah. oh, speaking of Swell, this is so random, but your designs, which, hill on a water bottle that's like insulated i don't know if that's gonna work but
1: it's so funny that you say that because i mean i can't really well nothing's final yet but i actually did just submit like last week some potential designs to a water bottle company so hopefully i'll be able to talk about it later but that's so funny that you well it's not funny it's you know Uncanny. It's confirmation you said that. Okay, I'll yes. take it. Okay. Confirmation
0: I, I, that you're on the right track. That was a spark, like that the lady in the airport. All the sparks that you got. <laughs> right. So, right. Okay. Well, as soon as that comes out, drop the link to me, and I'll be sure that I get mine. Well, thank you. Because
1: it, it's gonna I'll happen. My
0: yeah. So I want people to know um, how they can. Follow your brand, how they can purchase. So kind of walk us through where people can find you, how they can purchase from you. And if you can tell us about your upcoming products. I just gave you five questions at once. Shame on me. But if you can walk us through
1: that. (laughs) I'm sure I will be able to answer each of them. Okay. So my website is kind of the hub of everything. It's where all my products are. And it's just my name, RavelPorter.com. So, when in doubt, just Rochelleporter.com. My Instagram handle and actually my Twitter handle as well is Ro Porter Design. So that's R O P O R T E R Design. So you can find all the latest from me on there. Um, I post multiple times a day, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, and we're also releasing new product this week, so. Like I said, we have the active wear. We also have the masks, and something people have been asking for for years that I finally decided to do was matching head wraps. So yeah, um, on they're dropping this week. Um, my birthday is actually on Wednesday, so <laughs> it'll be my Happy early my birthday! Pres- Thank you. So it's my present to myself. <laughs> um. I'll be dropping the matching head wraps so now you can coordinate your mask with your active wear, with your head wrap, and just be fly, either in the gym or sitting around the house, like I am.
0: I have have to tell you that when I saw the head wraps, I was so excited because I have one of my best friends... um, is looking for a cute masks, but she also loves her head wraps. And I sent her your Instagram profile, and she shrieked on the phone. She was so happy. Oh. She was like, ah, this is what I've been looking for. Aw.
1: Oh. Well, thank you for sharing that.
0: Yes. So one of the um, amazing things that you have is you have the active wear, you have the home decor, you have the mask, the head wraps, and you have backpacks out of all of your products, what's your favorite?
1: Oh gosh, that's like asking me to choose my favorite child. <laughs> I know. I would say if I had to pick one, I would say the activewear um because it's so there's so much versatility in them and like I said, my first love was clothes, like I've always loved clothing um not necessarily fashion per se, but style which there's a difference I love the way people use clothes to express themselves and I also love the fact that um, my line is really size inclusive so it goes everywhere from extra small all the way up to 6x in the leggings so women of any size shape complexion can rock them and feel comfortable and good in her skin and you know still be comfortable during this quarantine
0: Yes. So that is so. That's cool. what, I noticed that too. You're so intentional about showcasing the diversity of women who wear your products. And I think that is amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That's definitely a, a labor of love. As a woman who yes. has been a, a couple of different sizes <laughs> and knows the importance of just feeling good wherever you are, that's really yes. um, a point of emphasis for me this is
0: so amazing so um before we wrap up i do want to give you the opportunity if you want to share anything else about your brand um please do so at this time because i'm a fan and i'm celebrating with you i celebrate as i see your journey unfold so the platform is yours to say whatever else you'd like to share
1: oh man okay um i think Okay. at the risk of sounding corny, um, I just, my brand, again, is not just about me, but I think I'm a testament to just really going after it. Um, If you have a dream, if you have a vision, if you have something that you know is a goal of yours, regardless of what anybody says, regardless of your experience, um, I encourage you to go after it with all your heart. My absolute favorite quote that I quote all the time and that I probably have posted on my Instagram a bunch of times is by um, Howard Thurman, who was a mentor to Martin Luther King, actually. And the quote goes something like, um, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and then go do that, because what the world needs is people who have come alive. And. Honestly, having worked in corporate America for 15 odd years, I didn't really come alive until I started doing this. And if everybody had that, if everybody had that feeling, the world would be a much different place.
0: Man, that is so amazing. Thank you for sharing that quote. I'm going to make sure I, I put that into the show notes as well with a link to that quote from your Instagram account. Rochelle, thank you so much for sharing your story, for this inspiration, for creating these amazing designs. Oh, I do have a question here that I wanted to ask that I, I didn't get to. I'm going to just throw it in. Mm-hmm. Your outfits, your dresses and skirts, are those your designs? Uh-huh. And when can we buy those?
1: <laughs> okay, so the the dresses and skirts are my design. Um They're currently not available, but they will be. I think we just kind of have to retool that. We had them out for a little while, and they they did okay, but they were kind of labor intensive to make. So I just have to find the right manufacturer, and they'll be back. Okay. And I will will definitely let y'all know. Yes.
0: All right. Cool. 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 Figure out the logistics. Well, I cannot wait for those because everything you have is so amazing. So thank you again. Y'all go ahead and follow her on all the social media platforms. She is in the Winning Season Facebook group. So you want to hop in there, and have conversation with her. You can inside of the Winning Season Facebook group. And I'll make sure that the links to all of the upcoming products when she releases new items, we'll post that in the Winning Season group as well. So that we can show our support and all be looking fly and fabulous. So, until Uh-oh, next time, thanks. y'all continue. Oh, you're welcome. Until next time, y'all continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses. So, what did you think about today's episode? come join us in the free and private Facebook group Winning Season, where we continue the discussion about these podcast episodes. And I would be remiss if I did not give a shout out to Zero Gap. Now, yes, Zero Gap is a company that I am president of, but we would not have this podcast if it were not for Zero Gap. So shout out to the ZeroGap.co team. Thank you for all that you do to make the Winning Season podcast possible.